Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. And I am here with Jonathan, and we are going to discuss step three. Step three. What is step, step three, three, by the way? Actually, I would like to start with the two paragraphs that I read last night in the 12 and 12, and I think that applies to everyone. When I was reading it, I was like, wow, this doesn't just apply to us alcoholics. This really applies to every issue in your life. So may I start by reading it? Absolutely. Practicing step three is like the opening of a door which to all appearances is still closed and locked. All we need is a key and a decision to swing the door open. There is only one key, and it is called willingness. Once unlocked by willingness, the door opens almost immediately. And looking through it, we shall see a pathway besides, which is an inscription. It reads, this is the way to a faith that works. In the first two steps, we were engaged in reflection. We saw that we were powerless over addiction, relationships, personal struggles. But in the same regards, we also perceived that faith of some kind is possible to anyone. These conclusions did not require action. They required only acceptance. Like all the remaining steps, step three calls for affirmative action, for it is only by action that we can cut away the self-will, which has always blocked us from the entry of God. We can have faith, yet keep God out of our lives. Therefore, our problem now becomes just how and by what specific means shall we be able to let him in. Step three represents our first attempt to do this. In fact, the effectiveness of the whole program will rest upon how well and earnestly we have tried to come to a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. That was beautiful. It sounds so simple, right? But the problem is, it's uh, how do we get that willingness? The willingness, exactly. The willingness, right? And, and I remember how I was given that willingness. The gentleman who took me through these steps sat me down and he said, Jonathan, you've been running your life the way that you've been running that. You know, how's your life today? And I was so delusional and so just full of pride and keeping that facade up of like everything's okay. Like I, I literally said, like my life is fine. And I remember he looked at me and he said, Jonathan, really, how's your life today? Do you have meaningful relationships with other people? Are you finding yourself you know, abundant in so many areas in your life that you're, you're able to take care of not only your financial means, but your obligations to other people. Are, are, you, are you struggling with work are you, are you, or are you prospering? And I remember this thought, I was like, man, I don't even know, like what he described, I didn't even know what that felt like. I know, right? And, and I remember he said, so Jonathan, you've been running your life the way that you've been running that. Um, how's that working for you? And it was like a, it was like a kick in the nuts. Like I had this deep acceptance, like 
I have no idea how to live my life and I have no idea what's best for me. And that's like, that's how you get to that point. It's like you recognize the acceptance part, right? Like you recognize like I've gotten myself up into this point and I'm miserable. I've become open-minded to understand that there is some kind of a spirit of the universe out there. But, you know, like step three, we turn over our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. As we understand him, we all have our own conceptions of God. So that's why I say spirit of the universe or, you know, ultimate power, whatever you want to call it. And I remember like I was scared. I was scared to do that. Like, what's going to happen? And then my sponsor says, well, do you like your life now? (laughs) And I'm like, no. And he's like, so what do you got to lose? You know, and and that's the beauty of it, right? Like we can we can eliminate that fear and chop away at those disbeliefs and that delusionment because it's 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 so simple when you break it down like that. Yeah, but you know what it is? I think it's like what Andrea said in the last episode. It's like our intellect gets in the way. Or ego gets in the way. Exactly. It, like, everything's fine. I'm good. No, and, really? And listen to this. I, this is another thing I read in the 12 and 12. Nobody's going to meddle with our personal independence in such matters. And it's interesting that the people that really have issues are the ones who are super smart and are making money and are living their lives, but they're like a hamster in a wheel. They don't really have the essentials, which is love, substance, and real purpose in life. Besides, we think there's no one we can surely trust. We are certain that our intelligence, uh, backed by willpower, can rightly control our inner lives and guarantee us success in the world we live in. This brave philosophy wherein each man plays God. Sounds good in the speaking, but it's it still has to meet the acid test. How well does it actually work? And that's what you were just talking about when your sponsor said, well, how is your life going? Not very well, because you don't have the essentials. No, and I was empty you inside. And, and, yeah. and it's interesting. I had to be completely teared down to bare minimum for really me to see. And what was that bare minimum? Like, it's funny what my sponsor said, like, you know, How's that working for you? At that time, I was pawning my watches and electronics and bouncing rent checks and owing half of my paycheck to a check advance cash store every two weeks. So the fact that I had the nerve to say that I'm fine <laughs> and like I would keep that inside, like you're sicker than you say, I, w- I wouldn't tell him like I didn't tell him, but he literally looked me in the eyes and said, really? That's why he asked me those next questions, because we all it's it's amazing, like we all think like with like with all the social media out there with all this stuff like people post like oh i'm in you know i'm in mexico and i'm in <laughs> and you know and it's it's funny like it's I, like a movie that it's an illusion if you think about well, it well i i found myself like getting resentful of like i've turned over my will in my life over to the care of this higher power and and look at this person they're sitting in mexico and i do t- twice <laughs> as much a, work having a pina colada I, yeah like i thought it's twice as much work for like in my like life that they do like why do they have what they have and and what's interesting is sometimes god shows me these little things where it's like yeah jonathan but they have like fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt like they've they're begging and borrowing from peter and paul to pay simon like it's so complex what are they coming back home to exactly and i have a peace of mind today and isn't that the most important and and here this is the uh, the amazing part this is my peace of mind today it says when we sincerely took such a position 
all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer, right? Like I was running my life and I was running it into the ground. So I was looking for a new employer. I needed a new employer. Being all powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Like think of that's a guarantee. Like I don't have to worry about John anymore. And I quote, our whole trouble had been the misuse of willpower instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God's intention for us or the universe, if you will. Like what a gift. That's like that's saying like, like the spirit of the universe is saying to me, just do what I instruct you to do and I will take care and of you. And just turn it over to me. And just let me take care of it. Oh, and, and, and that's so beautiful. that's so hard for us human beings to do, to give up control. But it's like, you know, that, that story I mentioned like a, a few weeks ago about, you know, the person that was taken to the beach. You think you have all the power on the wall and all, all the control. Yep. Stop the waves from coming in. You can't do it. You can't do it. Like to think that we can run the world the way that we that we think that it should run is completely ego driven and selfishness and self centeredness. You know, and it actually says right here that we think is the root of our problems. We're restless and irritable and discontent because we're constantly thinking about why aren't I getting what I want and why aren't things the way that I want them to be and And when is it me? When me, 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 me. And you're walking against the current the whole time. You know, I I remember that like in relationship specifically and I wanted this person so bad but it wasn't working out and it was like walking against the current and why not just surrender and say, well, you know what? Maybe it's not meant for me. And here's the, here's the kicker. When I was reading this and, you know, the things that are going on in my life today with my dog specifically is just have the faith. That's what it's about. Step three is having the faith that the universe has got your back. Forget God or higher power, all that jargon we use in AA. Have the faith that it's going to work out for your best interest. Um, because it's cosmic energy. It really is. Like, it's like, you know, when we were talking about, like, for instance, I'll give you a good example. You know, you're looking for something in a house that you've lost, something really valuable. So you're looking and looking and looking all day long. You can't find it. And months later, you open up a drawer, and there it is. It's not fighting, fighting, swimming against the current, just surrendering and having the faith it will come when it's supposed to come. You know, I think that's a really good analogy. You know, it's just let it go, man, and then let it work out the way it should work out, according to the universe. Or in our case, you know, everyone has their, I call it God, you know, you may call it Allah. Uh, someone else might call it a cosmic energy. Whatever the hell you want to call it, have the faith. I think that's what step three is about. It is. And it <clears throat> So we know we said honesty, hope. So what's step three? Well, it's, it's honesty, hope, which is open-mindedness, and then it's willingness. The willingness. The willingness. And, you know, it, it's interesting. You, you were sharing, and I got reminded of what this person did for me to fully, for me to trust this process just a little bit. He said, Jonathan, I know you're having a problem with this issue of turning your life over to the care of something that you can't see. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, take a look at the animals. 
I go, what do you mean? I go, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, take a look at the birds. And there was a raccoon like running. That raccoon. The he rhythm goes, of nature. Do you think the birds and the raccoons fight and uh, manipulate? Overthinking it. <laughs> like, you think they're overthinking everything? Or do you think that everything's provided by this this place that they inhabit. And I'm wow, like... that's a great analogy. And I was like, man, I didn't even think about it that way. And he goes, but apparently, he says, apparently, let's just say the God thing exists. He goes, apparently, we're God's greatest creation. So if you think that God would do these, all these things for all these animals, why do you think he would do any less for his own creation? And I'm like... Damn. We're the only ones who go against the... We go against the grain. The grain. We go against the grain because we think we know Because God bad. gave us intellect. Here's the problem. But maybe he did it purposely. Well, he did. So we can have these obstacles to learn to overcome them. Well, here's the thing. He gave us free will. Okay? And a lot of people get this mixed up. They're like, you know, God's will is for me to be free. God's will is for us to be happy, joyous, and free, but he gives you a choice. It's two paths. It's like it's either you do it through me or you do it based on your own thought process. See how much you're going to enjoy which one. And I've done both, and so have you. Yeah. You know, and I enjoy the path of the creator of the universe better than I do my own thinking and my own decision-making. And you're never going to know until you do it. Like for me, I remember when I did my third step, and, I, and I'll share this, uh, the, yeah, the third please. step prayer. It says, God, I offer myself to thee Love to build that. with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will, always. not my will, always. And what that says, a lot of people get that mixed up, but it's not like, just relieve me of my difficulties. No, relieve me of the bondage of self. So my, my spirit of the universe is going to put all these difficulties in front of me, but help me get through it so I can share my experience with others. That's the point. No one believes unless they hear a story of hope. So I'm going to be somebody else's hope. When it's all part of that process, when I come to understand that I'm part of something bigger than me, my life gets a little bit easier. Albert Einstein, he said, (laughs) there's two ways to look at this world, as if nothing is a miracle or as if everything is a miracle. When I first took this step, Rachel, and I got on my knees and I said this prayer, the next day I was laid off from my job from Budweiser with no cause no cause. They just said, Jonathan, we don't need you anymore. I Things knew happen. right then and there yeah. that was my higher power saying, it's time for us to go. Wow. You know, you know what I was reading this morning? Surprise, surprise, because we were going to record step three today. And I read, trials and testing will always come into our lives. No one on earth is exempt from them. For the believer, God uses trials to always bring us to a better place. He uses them to refine our character and to make us more holy. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I mean, the amount of things that we went through just this year, 2020, it's been good, but also horrific at the same time. And if that's not testing us, I don't know what is. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, what I've realized about 2020 and just all my experiences in general, um, everything I go through makes me into a stronger person. 
you know, because I, I, I actually asked my higher power that for a long time ago. I asked him to give me all the strength and wisdom I've always wanted. But you don't just get blessed with that overnight. You have to go through shit. And, you know, and, and, and for anybody who's struggling in certain situations, I'll tell you how my higher power works. Because I, I have a, like a short-term memory. My higher power always shows up. You ever watch a football game, Rachel? Not really. No? Okay. <laughs> Listeners. Soccer. soccer. Okay, soccers. Okay. Soccer, football, whatever. Do you ever remember the goals or the f- touchdowns that happen in the first quarter or the first half? Not really. Or the second half? No. No? You always remember it when it's sudden death. Right. Or the last two minutes. Yeah. You always remember those opportune, amazing moments at okay. the last. Okay, I, at, I get you. When it's down to the wire. Yeah. My higher power comes in and steps. He steps in and saves the day at the end, like towards almost like the end of the line. He likes to show off and he likes to do it big. So I can always remember because it's the monumental moments you remember. Ooh. So you can share, you understand? Yes. I'm going to remember it more. I'm going to remember it more. That's beautiful. Ah, So the question is, to our listeners, right? Because they're not in the program. We're talking to the average Joe. Exactly how can they turn their own will over to the care of whatever God we think there is? How do you do it? How do you do it if you're, if, even if you have a faith, you know, but you believe in God, but you, you, um, you don't practice the program we practice. You don't practice spirituality. Or let's say you're agnostic. How do you turn your will over to something that, you know, may not exist and your intellect is telling you, I run the show? Well, take, all right. So take the word God. Just add an extra O. I turn over my life to the care of a good of my understanding. Like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? You would, be, you would be moral. You would be good. Yeah. You wouldn't be manipulating. You wouldn't be instilling fear in people. Like, you would just... I turn my life over to my highest good. Exactly. Oh, I like that. Good answer, Jonathan. That really was good. Yeah. You know, I have a friend that lives in Atlanta, and he's a totally an, uh, an atheist. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And he's very intellectual and... Um, you know, there is no such God, you know, and I and I, I tried to explain him. I mean, I've seen people in the worst addictions and they, um, they came in and out of, you know, rehabs and then they practiced a 12 step program and they've miraculously changed. How could you explain that? Because they started applying the spiritual principles. And I want our listeners to know what's so great about this program, it applies to all religions, beliefs, and cultures. This is truly a spiritual program looking within. So it's like what you just said, your highest self. That's what we're seeking, not just intellectually, but morally. And so if you don't believe in God, you know, and I'm going to tell them that. Believe in good. Believe in good. Believe in righteousness. Believe in doing the next right thing. And if you know you're off and you're in this constant spiral that we were talking about, it's going against the grain. There's something off there. You know, it reminds me of that song, The Man in the Mirror. Yeah, by Michael Jackson. Isn't that what that's about? Yeah. It's, I, I'm, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. And Except you like what you see. Exactly. I think that's what it comes down to. Exactly. You like what you see. 
you know, I, I mentioned that in the last podcast when somebody asked me, well, why did you change your life? Because I didn't like the life I was in. It felt like, a, I felt like a hamster in a wheel, you know, always chasing these things that I, I wasn't getting. And so I just surrendered. And now, you know, I'm not saying that I don't have hurdles in my life. What's really important is a lot of real substance and love entered my life that I never had before. Well, in closing for our listeners, because it's as simple as this, steps one, two, and three, which we're going to lead up into the next step, and Andrea's going to come back. Step one is recognizing that I have a self-destructing bomb that keeps going off. Like it, the bomb just keeps going off and it's my thinking and my behavioral patterns, right? Let's just say that it's a self-destructing bomb that just constantly goes off, goes off, goes mm-hmm. off and it mm-hmm. destroys my life. Mm-hmm. Step two is realizing that there's other people that have the same bomb going off in their life, but have found a way of diffusing the bomb. They found a way to stop the bomb from going off. And there's hope that I can maybe do something about my bomb constantly self-destructing and ruining and my life. pattern. Step three is making a decision to listen to those other people about how they diffuse the bomb and learn how to do it myself. Making that decision to learn how to diffuse the bomb. Step four is the instruction manual of how to defuse that bomb. <laughs> and we'll get to that next week. Boom. Done. <laughs> oh, you get the instructions. You know, remember how we said, we, we, we wait a minute. I didn't get the, li- the manual of life. What the heck? Why didn't I get that manual? I didn't get that memo. Well, we're going to give you that manual. I remember like the first three steps when I started doing them. You know, because I, I went into rehab, so I, I didn't really walk into a program. I, you know, I just did a little house cleaning, and then, then the real work began. They always say in yoga, when you get off the mat, that's when the real work begins. And it's kind of like the same in the, in the steps. Like, the first three steps, I was accepting, I, I, was, I was defeated, and I wanted to be back in the grace of God. I wanted that connection more than ever. So for the first three steps for me were like, I get it. But when the fourth step came about, woof, this is where you get off the mat. And this is where the real work begins. Because now you're starting to peel off the layers of the onion to get to the core of who you really are. But essentially what you're really looking for is the true essence of love. And interestingly enough, all these people are in all these addictions and obsessions and, and uh, bad relationships. That's really what they're chasing. Yeah. What do you think we were chasing? Someone who see you, just to see you, accept you, love you. But the truth of the matter is, it's always been there. It's in you. It's around you. And this is what this program is about. It's, it's making you stop and realize that you're not alone. God is always there. The universe is always there to support you. As long as you allow it to be. Yeah. And that's the willingness. Allow it and you have the willingness to let it in. That's the key. Exactly. Okay. Consider this. Wake up in the morning one day in complete silence and think, really think, is your life, is the life that you have right now, is that the life you want? Because so many people are so used to running on autopilot, but... 
what Andrea was talking about, that constant spiral, the pattern, because they don't know any better. The mind is conditioned at it by the past, always seeks to recreate what it knows and is familiar with. Even if it's painful, at least it's familiar. The mind always adheres to the known. The unknown is dangerous because you have no control over it. But the thing is, by giving up control, you're really getting control. That's why we say, release me of bondage of self, so I may better do thy will. Exactly. In short, the nature of the unconscious human mind is to cling to old patterns and recreate them. Look at your family history and you'll probably notice the same patterns. You'll see how people are conditioned. This shows how difficult it is for people to break free from set patterns in a power greater than themselves. So, you know, step three is about just having the faith and knowing and having the willingness to let that power guide you and direct you. Step three is my favorite prayer in the morning because it just opens up that door, you know, release me of bondage of self and all the problems in my life. Direct me, show me, show me your will and your way for me. And, you know, and that's a great way to start the day because I have no freaking clue. If you just let me go off, I'll just walk in the walls. (laughs) Me too. And, you know, another thing, I'm a lot more open to suggestions too. And you've learned that from repeated pain and repeated humiliation. (laughs) So in closing, trust and all will be provided. As long as you stay close to your new employer and perform his work well, he will provide everything that you need. That's a promise. You know, I once heard someone say, I think of God as my pilot. When I get on a plane, I trust the pilot will get me to my destination. And faith is kind of like that. It's an act of trust. Exactly. So guys, next episode, we'll be talking about step four, where the real work begins, and you'll be seeing some results. This is where, results. We, this is where we learned how to defuse the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you that. so much, Rachel. And listen, everyone, have a happy holiday coming up. God bless you and your family and abundance of wealth. And I got one more thing to say. Boom. <laughs> and with that said, stay healthy, stay safe. Till the next time we connect, to leave us a message or to check out our recovery resources, go to flying-sober.com. 